The Lord Jesus had 12 original disciples, but those men were just the first of many more followers of Christ. They are an example for us to learn from and a reminder that God works in ordinary people. Are you a true follower of Jesus Christ? Let's study the 12 with Scott Pauley today and find truth that will help us all to follow more closely to Christ. Today we are beginning a brand new study on the 12 disciples. Now, we're not studying the disciples so we can simply know the disciples better. We're studying the disciples, number one, so we can know Jesus better. I hope that will come across very clear to you as we begin this study. And we're studying it because we want to see ourselves in Scripture. It's my conviction that the Lord used these 12 disciples really as representatives, if you will, of different kinds of disciples that exist in every age. And we resemble them in so many ways. They is us. You know, when you open the Word of God, the Word of God is both a lens on the Lord. It is a great uh, telescope, if you will, on who God is. But it is also a mirror. Remember James says that the Word of God is a mirror. It's a mirror so that we can understand more about ourselves and see ourselves like God sees us. And so it's my prayer that as we have this study together, you'll see yourself in Scripture and you'll see the person that God wants you to become. Now, most of you know that my favorite gospel record is the gospel according to Mark. So I want to begin our study, if I may, on the 12 in Mark chapter number 3. And I'm doing this very purposely because Mark 3 is a summary passage. It is really a classic passage that not only gives a list of the 12 disciples, but it also tells us something about God's original intent. Isn't that what we always want? What is God's great purpose? Let's not get so, uh, so concentrated on the personalities of these disciples that we miss the purpose of Christ in it all. Now, in fact, Mark, in his gospel record, uses this term, the 12, 10 different times. And Mark chapter 3 is one of those occasions. Look at Mark 3 with me, if you will, today, beginning in verse number 13. The Bible says of Jesus, And he goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him, and that he might send them forth to preach, and have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. And Simon, he surnamed Peter, and James, the son of Zebedee, and John, the brother of James, and he surnamed them Boanerges, which is the sons of thunder, and Andrew, and Philip, and Bartholomew, and Matthew, and Thomas, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, which also betrayed him, and they went into an house. That's Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 19, and I would encourage you to mark this in your Bible because it is one of the occasions where we have a complete list of the original 12 disciples. So these are the first followers of our Lord Jesus, and I am convinced that in their lives and in their examples, we are given principles for every follower of Jesus Christ. Are you a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you come to the Lord Jesus Christ in simple faith? Have you repented of your sins and believed the gospel? Because that's where you begin to be a follower of the Lord Jesus. And 
If you haven't, you must begin there today. And if you have, then the question is, are you still following? Are you following on to know the Lord? And we don't just come to the Lord. We come to the Lord and we keep on coming and we keep on coming nearer to God, following in the footsteps of the master. Now, what do we know about these men? Well, we're going to look at each of them individually in this study, but let me just briefly tell you this. They were very ordinary people. Aren't you glad God uses ordinary people? In fact, the Lord uses the most ordinary people to accomplish the most extraordinary things. And why does he do that? Because only through ordinary people does the Lord Jesus get all the glory. It was not Peter. It was Christ in Peter's life. It was not James or John. No, no. It was Christ in James and John. And it is not you and it is not me. That's why Paul would write that not many mighty, not many noble are called. Why? Because the only one who deserves the glory is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only star in this story. And in fact, we all are just kind of supporting characters in this divine drama. So the Lord is using ordinary people to exalt Christ in them. Also, I would point out that he is using very different people. And just at a glance at this list, you want to talk about a wide spectrum of people. Uh, They're different in personality. Uh, Might I say to you, the, the key to being used of God is not personality, it is spirituality. I think sometimes we confuse the two. We, we see someone that is a good speaker or is good with people, and we think immediately they must be a real follower of Christ. No, they may be a Pharisee. Only the Lord really knows the heart, so it's not about the personality. You've got loud men in this group like Simon Peter, who's always speaking up, and then you have other men uh, that it records very few words spoken by them because they must have been a little more... Uh, quiet, behind-the-scenes, retiring-type personalities. Aren't you glad God uses both? And you have people on every spectrum of, of their relationship to government. You've got one man here who was a tax collector, literally a Jewish sellout to the Roman government. And on the other hand, you have a zealot, a man who was engaged in a political group that wanted to take up arms against the government of Rome. Let's see. God takes people from every end of the spectrum, and what's the great common denominator? Oh, this is wonderful. The common denominator is always Jesus Christ. It was not who they are. It was who Christ was going to make them to be. It was not their ideas. It was what the truth of Christ was going to accomplish in their lives. You see, it's really not about the 12. Now, that's what we're studying. We're studying the 12 But it's really not about the 12, it's about one. And who is the one? The one is the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's begin there. In Mark chapter 3 and verse number 13, where the Bible says, And he goeth up into a mountain, and calleth unto them, unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. So here they are. Do you get the mental picture? Use a little sanctified imaginations. Put yourself in their sandals. Uh, They are going up into a mountain, not just... To visit the mountain, they're going up into the mountain to be with Jesus. Here's the operative words, the last two words of Mark 3, verse 13, unto him. We typically get the idea that these disciples were the ones who were going out preaching. They were going out performing miracles. They were going out serving. And that's that's absolutely true, but let's get the divine order. Uh, they first were coming unto him. 
the preposition is a revelation. In other words, the first thing that marks a true follower of Christ is not that they go, it is that they come. They literally are coming to him. Hasn't that always been God's great desire? Second Peter chapter 3 says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I would challenge you to study the word come in Scripture, that great word of invitation. It's a gospel word. It's Christ's word. The Lord is always calling people to come to him. And notice the, the beautiful imagery here. They're going up into a mountain. When the Lord calls us to himself, it's always a call up. It's never a call down. Sin deteriorates. The world leads you down a path. Satan leads you to a dead end. The Lord's call is always a call up, away from this world and closer to himself. And so I want to begin with our study today by simply challenging you to be sure you have come to Jesus. If you've never come to Jesus, let me give you a great promise. The Lord said, him that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out. Would you come to Jesus today by simple faith? And if you have come to Jesus, would you come to him afresh in your own heart today and say, Lord, I'm yours, I'm glad you're mine, and I want to be a true follower of Jesus Christ. May the Lord help all of us to be real disciples today. Thank you for joining us today as we looked into God's Word. It is our prayer that you will follow Christ and lead others to Him. Our world is desperate for truth and hope. Scott Pauley has written a new booklet on the need of our nation that addresses what believers can and should be doing at this time. Order your copy now at enjoyingthejourney.org. We'd love to hear from you and look forward to studying with you again next time on Enjoying the Journey.